The Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fetides from Auric Business Accelerator is uh, with us this evening talking about small business and how do you get the right people to do the right thing at the right time all the time. This goes, I suppose, to the way you hire people, Pablo Fetides. One of the biggest and most complicated decisions any business owner can ever make. Yeah, very much so, Bruce. Um, just a quick comment, by the way. That conversation you had with Mark Hassenfuss. Wow, if we could get that implemented, I can assure you a thousand seeds will bloom on that JSC. Uh, all the issues that were identified, if those issues can be resolved, I think we'll create a lot more excitement. Yet having said that, you're not gonna get anywhere near the JSC unless you build a business that has people in it. Because no investor wants to invest in any company where it's just simply you. You need to have a team should you have the misfortune of being hit by a bus or a taxi and you no longer exist, what carries on the value in that company for investors to be attracted to? And Bruce, it remains without any question of doubt, without, with every single business owner I've spoken to, the people issue remains both the most exciting opportunity and yet the toughest one to get around. And it goes more than how you hire someone. It goes and it starts with well, what are you hiring for? That job profile decides whether you're going to live or die successfully or not in the process of hiring. There was a study done recently. Now, how's this for a money show topic or a money show impact? 50 to 80% of the annual salary is the cost of a bad hire. Should you have gotten a person on board, discovered only six to 12 months later that they're the wrong person, getting rid of them to re-get somebody on board to fill that position. It costs 50 to 80% of that person's annual salary each time. Can you imagine that as a number? No, it's a, it's a frightening number, which is why a company like King Price Insurance, for example, if in the first month after joining King Price Insurance and you don't like it, for whatever reason, no questions asked, they will pay you to leave. Here's another month's salary for free. Please go. You don't want to be here. That's fine. Sorry we hired you. Sorry we inconvenienced you. It's as much our fault as it is yours. Here's a month's salary. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Thanks for trying us out. Um, and that's one way, I suppose, uh, in the early stages of making a mistake that you can get around it. Yeah, very much so. You know what's fascinating, Bruce? I mean, it, it depends where in the world you are as well. You know, labor laws shift and change. And whenever you swing the pendulum from one side to the other, there are all sorts of nefarious impacts. So in South Africa, we have, on a global level, comparatively very, very rigid labor laws. It makes the process of hiring very costly and very risky when you get it wrong because the process of unwinding it, and that's where King Price's strategy is so smart, is they've costed out what it takes to have someone, in effect, be fired for non-performance or bad behavior, whatever the issue may be. Or just not liking it. It's okay to not like not the like place. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's always, you know, that's especially very, very relevant in an industry where you're employing um, significantly younger people. So first stage, second stage career uh, job recruits. You know, but hopefully at some point in time, you know, as you're hiring more senior people, you, you should be able to get down the line to a place where through their own experience, they've got a good sense as to what they can do, can't do, want to do, don't want to do, and so too should you. 
it all begins with that job profile because I think where we go wrong immediately is that most people don't really understand why they're hiring Jack, John or Jill and for what job Jack, John or Jill is going to be hired. In business, people turn around and say, oh my gosh, I can't cope with this anymore. I can't get my marketing and sales right. I can't get my operations right. It's all bearing down on me. The pressure's on me the whole time. I've got to be able to do everything for everyone all the time. And I want to employ someone to do it. And the first person who walks through the door that you like or relate to, you then employ. And against what profile? And a profile has a number of elements to it. You need to have a psychological profile. You need to have a culture values profile. And you need to have a job profile. What is the job you're expecting that person to do before you bring them on board? Outside of the term marketing manager or sales manager or operations manager, what is actually the job? It's so important. I mean, you've got to know your own business backwards in order to know what you need and then also know who you need. Here's a quiz question for you, Pablo. How long did it take Adrian Gore to make his first hire at Discovery? 1991, he sits down and he um, decides to um, build Discovery and he takes a period of time to make his first hire. How long does it take? Eight months. Six but still, not bad. Um, and again, he had to be so absolutely crystal clear as to what he needed um, that uh, he was you know, absolutely critically clear. And of course, um, that first hire is now running the global vitality business for, um, for, for Discovery and that social Myers. Yeah, well, there we go. And you know, here's the thing. Over that six-month period, there are a couple of things that take place. When you start your business, Bruce, Please believe me, you don't know what you're doing as much as you might think you do know what you're doing and believe that you know what you're doing and believe the business plan you've written up and believe the Excel model that's going to um, forecast the future for you. Because if you start the business and you do it correctly, you do it right, very quickly, the market tells you what you're doing right and what the market tells you what you're doing wrong. And if you don't shape up and fit in with what the market wants, you're not going to be in business much longer. So it takes time to understand the business you're in. The second thing is this. It takes time to understand yourself. If you have not been in business before, or if you're leaving corporate life, as he did, to then become an entrepreneur, or if it's your first entrepreneurial endeavor, and you have not got many yards or miles behind you in terms of facing an environment of tremendous uncertainty, a life where you make up to two to three hundred decisions a day if you don't know yourself your ability to understand what you need that would be effective in terms of a skill set in terms of a cultural fit in terms of a value fit all of that stuff's very fuzzy it takes time to get this right to get that job profile properly built out and and how do you ensure that once you've got the job profile properly built out you know exactly what you're looking for some people simply interview better than others some people are quite skilled at the art of the interview and they may not be right but they come across as being absolutely perfect for the job when in fact huh. they might not be <laughs> please introduce me to that person i want you know <laughs> when you look at a curriculum a cv or a resume and I see Mr. Bruce Whitfield entering into the office and he presents his resume. And you see my skills, my achievements, mostly they're always bullet pointed, right? Bruce, when you read them, 
I swear you would think that that candidate could build the base station on Mars single-handedly. <laughs> and there are two problems over there. Most people do not know how to present themselves through no fault of yours or mine or anyone else's. And on the number of occasions that we've invited people to pitch their businesses on radio, if you think about that, seasoned business owners, successful business owners, in a 30-second period that they're given, it's like a mouthful of teeth. So firstly, it's hard to know how to sell yourself and present yourself as a job seeker, as the recruiter, as the interviewer. You, and, and Jung argued this. Jung is a psychologist who was tutored under Freud and then broke out into his own uh, view on, on, on uh, uh, psychology, how we function and operate as human beings. He turned around and he said, um, we will always project our finest qualities on the person in front of us when our need to engage with that person is at a high. So you're interviewing someone because you need them on board. And as a result of that, you don't always hear what's being said and you don't always see what's being shown. It's going to be shrouded by what you're looking for. And that cognitive bias makes you a little bit crazy in the head because sometimes the person you're employing is not the person who's really there. And also you, as the potential employer, are also, depending on how desperate you are, putting your best foot forward. You want, you're you showing off. You're, you're a, you, you strut like a peacock and you put up your tail feathers and you, you whatever the noise a peacock makes, they don't crow, but they certainly make a hell of a racket. You make all the noises that one expects to hear from a peacock uh, and so that you look good and positive because you want to be appealing as an employer. You're showing your best side as same as they are and perhaps both of you are being duped in the process completely look the peacock noise that is made typically by a smaller business looking to punch above its weight in terms of the person they're wanting to recruit sounds a little bit like please please it sounds like that if you listen very very carefully because very often if you're smart and adept at hiring and you've got a clear sense of where you're taking your business you should always be trying to hire someone smarter than you, more energetic than you, more determined than you, more driven than you, who wants to be involved in the company and more importantly in the company's future. So <laughs> as smaller business, you can't normally marry and match the salaries that big corporates just simply throw at those individuals. You have to hope that they buy into the vision so that selling job is essential to get someone who's going to be a real asset in the business. It's a really critical decision because if you get it wrong, it's costly in hours, time, stress, dissent, disgust, disappointment, dissembling, I'm running out of words. Completely. And you know, here's the scary thing. As a business grows up, and by grow up, we're talking about it grows from a revenue, from a million to 10 million, from 10 to 30, from 30 to 75, to 150, to 300, the person that you engaged with, that was of enormous value to you, was deeply committed to you, that has stood by you through all thick and thin, might not necessarily be the person who's right as the business traverses the growth curve. And one of the hardest things to do as a leader, which is a very lonely place in a business, and every business owner is a leader, is sometimes, in fact often, you've got to make the hard choices around 
reshaping your people assets. The individual who's been with you by your side all the time, all the while, might not be the right individual to take you from that 30 to 100 million. It is one of the toughest, toughest conversations ever, Bruce, that you can have. So, Hire to avoid that tough conversation. Pablo Fatidis, the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you. Um, the huge cost of hiring badly. Coming up after Eyewitness News, Warren Ingram, personal finance on a Thursday night, talking about crypto and what we've learned over the last year or two.